G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. And we always love to catch up with Ron Ross, our Middle East correspondent, to hear the latest that's happening in Israel and the Middle East. How are you today, my brother? Good morning, sir. It's always good to catch up with you. Now, interesting to hear that Israel has recently celebrated the Jewish New Year and uh, they've announced uh, some stats of uh, the population of Jewish people around the world. What's the latest there? Well, last night they wrapped up Rosh Hashanah, the Jewish New Year. In line with those celebrations, the Jewish agency announced that about 15.3 million Jews are living around the world. Significantly, the global Jewish population is still over 1 million less than it was before the Holocaust. Of the 15.3 million Jews worldwide, about 7 million live in Israel, an increase of about 130,000 since last year. 6 million Jews live in the US. The next largest Jewish population is in France, followed by Canada, the UK, Argentina, Russia, and then Australia. The numbers include people who define themselves as Jewish and do not identify with another religion. Well, interesting uh, numbers there. And uh, another news story we're following is that uh, Christians in Israel are refuting false claims by the King of Jordan about Jerusalem. Yeah, this has become a hot potato. During his address at the UN General Assembly, Jordan's King Abdullah II claimed that Christianity in Jerusalem is under fire. Abdullah, who sees Jordan as the custodian of Muslim and Christian holy sites in the city, said the future of Jerusalem is an urgent concern. He said, today Christianity in the holy city is under fire. The rights of churches in Jerusalem are threatened, he said. This cannot continue. Christianity is vital to the past and present of our region and the Holy Land. It must remain an integral part of our future. However, a spokesperson for Christians United for Israel disputed Abdullah's remarks saying that Jerusalem never knew true peace or prosperity until its liberation by Israel. He said it's because of Israel's respect for peace that the Hashemite kingdom plays a special role in certain sites in Jerusalem. And it's because of Israel's respect for liberty that Jews, Christians, Muslims and all others enjoy true religious freedom in Jerusalem and throughout the Holy Land. Robert Nicholson, president of the Philos Project, pointed out that the monarch made no mention of Christian suffering in other countries, particularly in Arab countries throughout the Middle East. King Abdullah's comments come at a time when Israel's relations with Jordan are growing colder, even as ties grow warmer with other Arab states, said Jonathan Chancellor, senior vice president of research at the Washington, D.C.-based Foundation for Defense of Democracies. They wanted Abdullah to make some comments about Christianity in the Arab world. Now, another big story I'm sure we'll hear more of in the future 
is that England's new Prime Minister, Liz Truss, says she might move Britain's Israel embassy to Jerusalem. That'd be big news. <laughs> I'm not sure her party expected her to make that statement. However, a Downing Street spokesman said Ms. Truss told her Israel counterpart, Yair Lapid, about her review of the current location of the British embassy in Israel at a meeting in New York. Transferring the embassy to Jerusalem would be a major shift in UK government policy, as like most countries, it does not recognise Israeli sovereignty over the city. It would also follow the lead of Donald Trump, the former president of the US, who controversially moved the US embassy to Jerusalem in 2018. Israel has for years lobbied its allies to move their embassies from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem, which it claims as their undivided capital. But so far, only the United States, along with Kosovo, Honduras and Guatemala, have taken that step. Well, certainly a, a big news story, one to watch. And uh, there's been so much movement happening uh, in Russia recently with all those people fleeing the country. And uh, there's another news story that Russian Jews are fleeing Russia uh, and they were barred from entering neighbouring countries. Yeah, a number of Israelis holding dual Russian citizenship have been reportedly blocked from entering Estonia in recent days, according to Hebrew media. Last week, Vladimir Putin announced plans to begin conscripting men into military service. Moscow says it may call up as many as 300,000 men, which they've already done. The announcement sparked a wave of Russians trying to leave the country to evade the draft. Since the announcement, the neighbouring countries of Poland, Lithuania, Latvia and Estonia place restrictions on the number of Russians allowed to enter their countries. And on one report I read that a one-way ticket out of Moscow right now is running at about 9000 US dollars. If you want to add that, Israel's foreign ministry said its consulate in Finland is looking into the matter. Now, one of my favourite memories from uh, visiting Israel, uh, I've been twice before, I remember going and walking along the, the beach at Tel Aviv and at Caesarea, and it's uh, beautiful beaches there. There's an interesting Aussie connection now that Australian surf life saving skills are impacting the lives of Jews and Arabs on Israel's beaches. I love this story. Paul Hakem, founder of the non-profit Israel Life Saving Federation, who spearheaded the historic debut, said the event at the Maccabea Games helped score a few additional wins that will keep Israelis safe in the water. About 40 to 50 people drown in Israel every year. Half of that number are children. Since the start of Israel's beach season in April, 20 people have drowned and many have been left in critical condition. Paul Hakem, a 60-year-old Australian, is founder and president of the Israel Surf Life Saving Foundation. He moved to Israel 30 years ago. He was thrilled this year to see surf life saving included in the Maccabea Games. He said about 100 people participated in the life-saving competitions. Events included individual and team running races on the sand, swimming, board paddling to rescue someone at sea, in the shortest amount of time. Lifeguards on jet skis patrolled the sea to make sure contestants were safe, and Mug and David ambulances were standing by in case of mishaps. 
the surf life-saving events drew contestants from around the world. Huckham said Maccabea events were so successful and the international referees were so impressed that the International Life-Saving Federation just voted the Israel Life-Saving Federation as a member. What an accomplishment for good old Aussie. Oh, that's wonderful to hear. And, uh, Ron, before I let you go, too, I've been doing a, a Bible study at my house recently uh, with a, a bunch of people from our church about the Jewishness of Jesus. And uh, we've been talking about the feasts and the Sabbath and talking about the, you know, the, the uh, Old Testament laws and uh, all the, the, the different things that, you know, that the disciples obviously believed because they were all Jewish boys, you know. Um, tell, tell me about your personal experience with those. Uh, do you uh, follow the feasts? Every year, and you know, look at what's happening at the feast. And do you do, you do anything personally? Oh, yes. or you, yeah, tell us what you do. I, I, well, I, when I lived in Jerusalem, it was part of our lifestyle, and we brought it home with us, and uh, we passed it on to our kids mm-hmm. and to our grandkids. And the significant thing for me about the feast, if you study them carefully, they all lead to Jesus. Yeah, He is the celebration. The true basis of all the feasts is the coming Messiah, and his his whole existence is forecast and prophesied in every feast that the Jewish people celebrate. Mm. Yeah, I've certainly been enjoying learning it and uh, looking at the Bible through that lens. You know, a lot of a lot of Western Christians don't look at the Bible through the the Hebrew lens, but no, it's been fascinating uh, doing that. Well, I always love catching up with you, Ron. And uh, uh, may the Lord bless you and keep you and make his face shine upon you. Thanks for your time. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.